Hey, have you ever been in a storm? I mean, not just, you know, a bit of wind and rain, but like a real doozy. Uh, remember, I grew up in Hong Kong and we didn't get storms there. We got typhoons and these typhoons would come in and the wind would be howling. The rain would be coming like horizontally. And because we all lived in high rise buildings, um, you could actually look out and you could see some of the buildings just swaying slightly at the top. Now, now it's okay because they're built to be able to do that, but man, they, they, they were scary. Um, you know, sometimes a little wind, a bit of lightning, a bit of thunder can be fun, but when you're in the middle of a, a real raging storm and that wind is just howling and you, you can feel the windows buffeting and, and the rain is coming down and it's hailing and lightning and thunder, it's not always pleasant. But here's the thing, you're either coming out of a storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're about to go into one. Now I know that's inspiring stuff, but it's true. And so today I want to speak to you from God's word about what we do with storms. Because in Matthew chapter 1, when it's telling about the arrival of Jesus, it says he'll be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. We have this convention of naming storms, Hurricane Katrina, Cyclone Tracy, Cyclone Yazzie. It's, it's funny that we do that because imagine if we did that for everyday events. You, you call up your boss, hey boss, sorry I can't come into work today. Gastro Gavin just like came out of nowhere and I got hit real bad, powerful, super destructive and look, probably a category four I'd say, I just can't make it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that'd be weird. Um, but the idea of naming storms actually makes a lot of sense. Back in the you know, late 19th century, they were <clears throat> they would tell, you know, the meteorologists would tell people, hey, there's a storm in this area. But if there were two storms, they'd cause confusion because people didn't know which one to look out for, which one was closer to them. And so 1890, a meteorologist in Queensland by the name of Clement Ragg figured out, hey, we need to, we need to identify these different systems so that we can accurately tell people what's what and where they are. And so he wanted to figure out how do we best identify them. And I guess you think about it, what are the characteristics of tropical cyclones? No one likes them, but everyone has to endure them. They blow a lot. of Wind, they leave a trail of destruction in their wake. And no joke, he decided to name them after politicians. <laughs> but it gets better, wait, it gets better. In World War II, US meteorologists actually started naming storms <clears throat> after their wives and girlfriends. I mean, yeah, brave men. Imagine coming home from work. Hey, honey, I'm home. How's your day? Yeah, good. You know, there's massive storms coming up. It's going to be super destructive, cause lots of damage. Uh, I named it after you. Yeah, good move. In late, late 70s, um, you know, a bit of equality came in and they started including men's names in there as well. And so in, in Australia, we have 
storm names that kind of go on a bit of a roster <clears throat> and uh, they'll only retire a name if it's a really destructive storm. Now, there's a possibility that right now you're going through a storm that you probably want to name too. Um, now, it could be a, a storm of betrayal, um, of hurt, of divorce, of addiction, of cancer. Yeah, there's a super intense low pressure system at the moment around called COVID-19. It's causing a lot of storms of busyness, of, of a hectic pace, of fear, of loneliness, of anxiety. And when you're in the middle of a storm, it's really easy to ask the questions, hey, God, where are you? Why, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you allowing this destruction, this, this hurt? Why don't you do something about it? And here's the thing that I, that I think scripture tells us over and over again, and experience as well. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. You catch that? Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Last week, Jinha talked about um, Paul on his Damascus road and this experience he had of, of meeting Jesus. Um, I want to share with you a story from Paul's life, which happened about 27 years later. So he has had 27 years of mission work and evangelism, and we're going to pick up that story. Turn with me to Acts chapter 27. Um, in Acts 27, we, we pick up that Paul is on his way to Rome. He's going there to have a trial and to testify before Caesar, which is what he wanted to do. And they're on this boat, and there's this huge storm. It's been going on for days, and everyone is, is, is panicking and really freaking out they start throwing the cargo overboard and these guys are just terrified and these are these are seasoned sailors but they are they are really worried about what's going to happen jump to verse 20 of acts chapter 27 it says when neither the sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging we finally gave up all hope of being saved that's that's a pretty desperate situation when you've given up all hope. And, you know, when you think about what we're currently going through with, with the lockdown, man, it's easy to give up hope. Man, when is this going to end? Is it ever going to finish? We'll be, are we just going to be social distancing and wearing masks forever now? But if your storm is something different, you know, you might have given up all hope that your marriage is going to make it, or you might have given up up all hope and you're just going to be single and alone for the rest of your life or you're never going to get out of debt you're never going to get to have that child and hold them in your arms or you no way you're going to be able to graduate or you're always going to be depressed or addicted and this storm just seems to continue raging in your life verse 21 after they had gone on a long while without food paul stood up before them and said men you should have taken my advice not to sail from crete then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. Paul seems to be having a crack at them, saying, hey. Well, think about this. It's winter. In winter, most ships went into harbour in the Mediterranean. They don't go out because that's when this bad stuff happens. There's storms that come in and out, and so it's not the best time to sail. But they chose to sail in winter. Paul has been shipwrecked three times before. He, he's no stranger to the sea. 
he, he knows how it works. And so with all that background, with all that knowledge and experience, as, as much of a, a spiritual leader Paul was, it seems like he wasn't above saying, told you so, if you listen to me, you wouldn't be in this situation. You wouldn't be here. And sometimes it's, it's really easy to blame someone else. But there are times when we just made a bad decision. I'm in a storm because I, I spent too much money. I, I spoke my mind too soon without thinking. Uh, I'm in a storm because I wasn't considerate, because I procrastinated, because I, I didn't listen to that person that said I shouldn't date that guy, but I did. And your know, mum said I shouldn't. My best friend said, said I shouldn't. My auntie said I shouldn't. The magic eight ball said I shouldn't. But I thought, man, this guy's got so much potential. Yeah, potential maybe to ruin your life. Sometimes we just make bad calls and it puts us in a storm. And maybe this is one of the reasons why they gave up hope. They were in this, they were in this storm because they made a decision to go out and they probably shouldn't have. But for some people on that crew, in that boat, in that storm, it wasn't their fault. You know, we're told there are 276 people on board. There's probably a good chance some of them said, hey, winter's not a good time to sail. We shouldn't be going out now. I don't want to go out now. And so you can go through storms, which are purely the results of someone else's poor decisions. You know, have you ever gone through a storm because of someone else? Maybe something at work where a colleague made a, a really bad decision and it puts you weeks back in your work. Or the company didn't listen to, to some ideas that were shared and, and potential problems that could come up. And as a result, it impacted everyone. Or maybe you, you trusted someone against, against your better judgment and it turned out hurting. You know, it's, it's easy to give up in a storm, whether it's man-made, whether it's self-made. But let's, let's go back into the story here. Acts 27 verse 22. Paul says, he's still having this speech. He's just kind of had his I told you so moment. Then he says, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. Isn't that cool? I mean, what does that alone tell you about God? Paul's in the middle of the storm. They haven't seen the sun or stars for days and days. It's all going on. And God sends this angel to stand beside him. You know, more than you could ever imagine, God is with you in your storm. His angels are around you. His Holy Spirit dwells within you. You know, as, as the... The commander of the armies, he goes before you, behind you, he's beside you. He knows about your tomorrows. He, he hears your prayers. He sees your tears. He, he comforts you. He guides you. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Because it's all about who's with you in the boat. Remember when the disciples, they were, they were on this boat. And Jesus was asleep and there was this huge storm. They thought they were going to drown and, and they were super afraid. And, and you kind of read it and you go, guys, why were you afraid? You've got Jesus with you there. 
And Jesus gets up and says, peace, be still. You know, peace, peace isn't the absence of a storm. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. And no matter what you're going through, he's the one who brings that peace. Verse 23 says, Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Don't be afraid. Paul, you must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Saying, hey Paul, you are not going down in this boat. I've got something I need you to do. You can't go down in this battle because there's another battle I need you to fight. And that's that's the attitude scripture tells us to have in a storm. God says, hey, I'm not finished with you yet. I have more people that I want you to impact. I have more opportunities that I want for you to have where you can give and you can provide. And there's there's more divine appointments that I have scheduled for you to, to, to you to turn up to. There are more people that I want to, you to point to Jesus. And it's cool because while we may not see them coming, God isn't surprised by storms. He knows they're there. He knows they're coming. He knows what the outcome's going to be. And there's there's a question is that comes out of this because we know we read that all things work together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And that can be hard to believe when you're going through a storm. But what that means is there is purpose in this. Are you willing to trust God through this? Because God will use what you learn in this storm to help somebody else through theirs. You know, you've, you've survived cancer. Well, he's going to help someone else through you. He's going to help you help them by, by using you to share with them how to, how to fight through this with faith. You've lost a child. Well, you can comfort someone in a way that others can't. You've overcome unfaithfulness in your marriage and, and worked through a difficult separation back to a place where things are good and, and healthy and, and whole again. Well, God can use you to help someone else learn how to forgive. You've, you've climbed out of debt. Well, God can use you to tell others that it can be done. You're 178 days clean of a pornography addiction. Well, God can use that to tell others that Jesus can set them free. And in a storm, purpose gives you a reason to hang on and say, hey, God is in this. Even though I can't quite see it yet, I've got to trust that he is in this and he is going to use this for his purposes. In verse 25, Paul finishes his, his talk by saying, so keep up your courage, men. For I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. I have faith that, hey, God said this is the way it's going to pan out, so that's how it's going to pan out. I can't see what that's going to look like. At the moment, I can't see anything. There's just rain in my eyes. There's wind. It's black. But faith isn't what I see. Faith is in what God says. Yeah, Paul's faith wasn't in the boat. I shouldn't be either. And Titanic's emphasized that lesson. We can't see beyond the circumstances around us, but we can have faith 
and the one who commands the winds and the waves. You know, during COVID um, and lockdown and all that we're experiencing, it's really easy to feel helpless. And there's, there's so much that we don't have control over. We can't control the situation. And that's often how storms work. We can't control when they start. We can't control how they hit. We can't control how long they last. We can't really control what damage they do. Just as in the same way storms started by people, we can't control what people do or what people think. All we can control is who we listen to and what we say. So you cannot control the storm, but you can control what you believe. And so it really comes down to this. Where are you going to place your faith? Paul's faith, faith was, in, was in God that what he said, it'll happen. And so he said, guys, take courage. Psalm 46 is a, a famous, famous psalm. And you, you probably know it, you might have heard it. God is our shelter and strength and every present help in time of trouble. So we'll not be afraid even if the earth is shaken and the mountains fall into the depths of the sea. If the seas roar and rage and the hills are shaken by violence. You know, no matter what happens, if, if the economy stays in recession, if my relationship breaks down, if I don't get that job, if, if lockdown extends another six weeks, if I'm, I'm so busy I feel like I'm run off my feet, he is still what I need. He is my safety, he is my strength, he is my comforter, he is my source, he is my redeemer, he is my sustainer, he is my provider, he is my assurance, he is my salvation, he is, he is Emmanuel, he is God with us. Guys, I want to remind you to never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. And I want to, I want to close just by giving you a moment with God. You know, are you going through a storm right now? If you are, you know, no one else can see this, just raise your hand. It might be a storm that's very public. Other people know about it. But it could be really private. A storm that only God knows of. A storm in your head, a storm in your heart. But he knows. He's not surprised by storms. Can I remind you that God is with you in this storm? That you are not alone. He is an ever-present help in time of trouble. And I want to encourage you to, to consider, will you trust him through this? Will you trust him to, to shape you through this storm? Will you be faithful to him, whatever it takes? And will you be willing to reflect once the storm passes and see what it is that God has taught you that you can help somebody else through their storm? Let's, let's pray together. God, you are the calmer of the storm. That even though it still rages around us, your presence inside calms. And it reminds us that you are there, that your presence has never left us, that you've not walked away, that a storm doesn't frighten you, 
you know they're coming. You know when they're going. You know what they will do. And so we just trust you. We trust that you are in control still through this, this storm that we're all going through together. We know that this was not unknown to you. Through the, the storms that are, that are private that we're, we're struggling with, where we seem to be beaten and battered and, uh, and it's, sometimes it's just scary because there's so much we don't know. We thank you that you are there. And Father, may you be close to each person who's really going through that right now. Reveal your presence in a mighty way that they'll know that they are not alone through this. And Father, remind them that all things work together for the good of those who love you and are called by you. Remind them of your calling. Remind them of your power to work through any situation. Strengthen them. Encourage them. And Father, give them hope that this storm shall pass. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.